Hey there, I'm Andrew Baxter, and this is the podcast Knowing the Unknown, a show that talks about urban legends, conspiracy theories, myths, and the secrets of the world. Guten Tag und willkommen zu einer weiteren Episode in der wir das Unbekannten kennen. Dies Wochen machen wir wie, wie, zwei und Hitler. Hello and welcome to another episode of Knowing the Unknown. This week we're doing World War II and Hitler. I'm your host, Andrew Baxter, and with me always is the pink in my eye. Uh, Kenny Soda, how's it going, man? <laughs> What's up, brother? How you doing, man? Oh, I was just taking a listen to that German, man, because we almost ended up speaking it, huh? Yeah, if we would have lost, everyone would have spoke German instead of Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but man, this week we're going to do an amazing podcast. We're doing World War II, a second part of our four-part series of how the Freemasons have controlled every major conspiracy theory since the founding of the United States. Oh, yeah. Don't oh, we got yeah. a guest this week, too? Oh, yeah, we do. What's going on, Rob? How you been, man? I've been doing great, man. Just living the, the busy podcast life. Um, very nice intro. That German definitely caught me off guard. It was very refined. Thank you, thank you. Did you prepare that, or was that something that you had already obtained throughout your life, that skill? I, I lived in Germany for five years. I was a military brat, but I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there with Google Translate up practicing until you, went to, until you got on here, so that's not all me. <laughs> hey, man, it, it paid off. The mixture of that transitioning to your amazingly authentic radio voice was just spot on did you like the pink eye bit <laughs> yeah that was that that gave me some nice imagery of uh oh, yeah, you that, know that brown eye the, person the, um, didn't get the pink yeah what, what what causes that the the most common cause of that is the imagery that came to my head so yeah that was good good addition for those of you at home who don't know how to get pink eye um Feel free to ask us and we'll give you the instructions. <laughs> Most people know. All right. Well, uh, obviously, our guest today is Robert Trimpert. He's here. He's, he's amazing. He's uh, the other half of the show called the Psychedelic Podcast. There's a space between or there's a hyphen between Psych and Delic. <laughs> Go and check them out. They do amazing shows. I, I've listened to a few of them. Um, he's actually married to a friend of mine. Her name is Tina. She and I went to high school and middle school together in Seoul, South Korea. So that's how we met. And I went to their wedding and it was a very nice wedding. And they have a little daughter and she's beautiful uh takes after her mother <laughs> yeah <laughs> no you're right though you're, you're absolutely right um thank you for the the eating chair with the tray table dude that's like her staple accessory like she's always in that chair still you you got her that right yeah uh yeah i think so okay <laughs> good uh my memory served me well for once um, but yeah, the Psyche Dash Delic podcast, we delve into the human mind. We talk a variety of topics ranging from astral projection, uh, paranormal things, parenting, cults, uh, narcissism, personality disorders, things like that. Uh, a full range of things that are on that spectrum. And I wanted to be the conspiracy guy on the show, but 
my wife is the face of the show, so I cannot defame her character and be that guy. But I do what I can. <laughs> Behind every oh, great man oh. is a greater woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just wanted to add, I'm not half of it. We actually have two other panel members. Oh, okay. Well, you heard it from from Robert. If you if you want a full buffet of of the human mind and and the the pretty much what it has to offer in life, go and check out Psychedelic Podcasts. They're amazing. Uh, they're streaming on on a whole bunch of you know any podcast thing that you can pretty much find. But they also do live videos too, right? Yeah, uh, Tina does live interviews with celebrities. Um, what else? Uh, it. It can there can be certain topic based things that she does. I've been starting to get on the live streams more. We're starting to or we're trying to start doing everything live through YouTube. We made the mistake of allocating all of our people, all all of our fans to Facebook, which doesn't really earn you any money. So big mistake there so we're trying to move everybody over to our youtube page so that we can monetize because those thousands of facebook views do not mean anything yeah that's true especially if you're not going to get paid for it and what's what uh since you brought it up me and kenny have a special announcement guys we've started our own facebook page um if you want to go and check it out knowing the unknown you can see it like subscribe and drop us messages about what you guys want to hear and what you liked what you didn't like um i'm sure we'll listen to it especially what you didn't like we won't throw any of that away and ignore all of it yeah, we're <laughs> just gonna ignore what they are actually uh do like and pay more attention to what they don't like. <laughs> Glass is always half full there, huh, Kenny? Yeah, man. You got to look at the bad before you look at the good. So, yeah. Well, me and Kenny definitely thought about going uh, live recording for a little bit and doing video recordings, but we definitely have those faces that are only good on radio. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to go with that. Yeah, I feel you, dude. It's, right, a, cool. it's a it's a big leap. I mean, I'm a shy person, like I'm a cancer, so I'm an introvert. But I also got that Leo rising in me. I don't know if you guys are into um, astrology. I'm not really. I'm just told what I'm told. But so I have a um, a baseline of shy uh, in the turtle shell with a conflicting, um, very extroverted lion type personality. So. I think I, I think I broke out of that shell. It's just a step you got to take. I mean, I, I still get really nervous every time, but it's worth it. Right. Me and Kenny always get nervous. Like, I have to take a poo before each episode because the anxiety just oh, builds up. Yeah. I feel you, man. Yeah, Honestly, you God, I don't know jack shit about that astrology. <clears throat> I know I'm an Aries, and that's about the end of it. <laughs> yeah, I know I I'm mean, a Scorpio, and for some reason, whenever I tell a girl that I'm a Scorpio, it's like, they just like run for the Hills and I'm not sure. Dude. Why. Oh, that's your guy. I know, bro. I've noticed that. And I don't, I don't even know like the traits or anything for most of them. I mean, I know mine and like Tina's a Leo, so I know hers and I know a couple others, but yeah, people, people are like, ew, Scorpio. Or uh, there's, there's a couple others like Capricorn. Like, I don't understand like the, the big, um, I don't, I don't understand like what what the big disadvantage is there. Big deal is, <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, your Scorpio is so sexual. I'm like, well, ask the sock in my top drawer. You know, just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, just 
at the end and it's scorpion yeah it sounds kind of evil but i mean i don't know if it's necessarily like a vicious type person with those type of character traits <laughs> well building off of the whole vicious and evil type people let's get into the topic of hitler and world war ii i sound Ooh. way too excited for that N- nice segue I'm excited man <laughs> All right, guys. Well, the Second Global War, World War II, that lasted from 1939 to 1945, was the deadliest conflict in human history. It resulted in roughly 70 to 80 million fatalities that includes civilians and military personnel. These numbers also included the tens of millions of people that died due to genocide, including the Holocaust, starvation, massacres, and diseases. Air warfare was the, magi- was the major role during these conflicts, from strategic bombing of populated areas to the development of nuclear weapons being used on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, from new missiles like the V-2 and long-range missiles, air warfare was iconic during World War II. And it involved the mass majority of the world's countries and divided them into two different groups between the Allies and the Axis. Uh, The Allies, which consisted of Russia, uh, was led by Joseph Stalin. Uh, The USA, which was Franklin D. Roosevelt. And Britain, or the UK, which was Winston Churchill. And the Axis consisted of Adolf Hitler and Nazi Germany, Emperor Michinomaya Hirohito of Japan, and Benito Mussolini of Italy. But don't forget, bro, uh, Stalin and uh, Russia, they kind of flip-flopped, didn't they? They did later on, and we're going to get into the reason why they did. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. But I know they, they had like a pissing contest with Germany and just like, yeah, we're, we're, on, we're on the other side now. And I think we all know who won that one because there is a theory out there, which I'll talk about later, that Adolf Hitler had a small pee-pee. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, World War II is considered to have begun actually began on September 1st, 1939, with the invasion of Poland by Germany. Oh, yeah, but uh, Hitler was also, before that happened, he was definitely interested in uh, getting some heavy industrial power for the uh, German Reich. So he had actually had his eyes on Czechoslovakia beforehand, and um, he actually invaded and claimed some of the land back from them during uh, 1937, uh, he was like, uh, he used the excuse like, hey, we got ethnic Germans over here and uh, they're getting shit on by everybody. And we kind of want to just take our people back and have uh, have them safe again. That was the excuse. And like everyone else was like, well, we kind of fucked Germany with their treaties and they're struggling. So let it let them, let them have this. But uh, the book, history book says it was uh, well, Poland, well, the invasion of Poland when they were uh, started the war. Right, because Great Britain and France were actually uh, had a, a treaty with Poland. You know, uh, it was a defense pact with them. So when they went into Poland, they declared war. Uh, Great Britain and France did in support of Poland. Um, but initially, the Soviet Union didn't even get into it or interfere with Hitler because there was a secret negotiation that was signed between them having a pact on August twenty third into the twenty fourth. Um, where the uh, Germans and the Soviets signed a non-aggression pact in Moscow. And the pact pretty much stated that, don't attack us, we won't attack you, and we'll divide Poland between both of us. 
Um, hey, Robert, what do you know uh, what, from from high school? What, what do you what do you <laughs> gather on World War Two? Like the first things that come to your mind when you hear the world World War Two, like what pops into your head? I don't know shit. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, for some reason, uh, the first thing that popped into my head was the assassination of Archduke Franz Ferdinand. But I'm glad I didn't say that in all seriousness because that was what started World War One or what sparked it. So, uh, I got to brush up. You guys came heavy with the facts, man. Um, <laughs> oh, it's going to get worse. What do I have here? Oh, it's going to get worse. What do I have? <laughs> what What can I pull out of the crevices of my high school brain about World War II? Um, well, I know there was the Axis and the Allies, which you already talked about. Um, for some reason, I, re- I recollect, like, there being some sort of treaty or pact that it was like Molotov something and um, Germany and Russia were like, what's the word? They uh, Okay. And they were annexing, they, they annexed uh, territories of, of like their neighboring European countries like uh, Poland, like y'all mentioned, um, I don't remember the other ones. I want to say Finland, but that could be wrong. And I'm pretty sure there's Austria. a others. Could be. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they like campaigned to, to Africa to try to do the same or something. I don't know. I remember Afri- like parts of Africa being involved. I want to say like North Africa being in like uh, victimized by this this little power trip here. And I guess uh france had a demise at some point in the in the 40s oh yeah, yeah france got did, fucked. <laughs> do you guys yeah. know this do you guys know all this stuff or did is it uh did you study up well i mean i do i do know a lot about it um yeah, you know because uh, hitler wanted to to he wanted to um to to to, to reach out to branch out to make it bigger um so like adolf hitler was the leader of the german national uh, socialist party um there was a whole another name for him when they first started but mm. they called themselves the nazis afterwards yeah and he was like that, a, yeah. it was more of a uh, yeah it was like a racist brand of, of fascism you know something new um yeah, but they yeah. the, his whole precipice his whole precipice was behind uh trying to get everyone to to overturn the treaty of versailles uh, mm. which was, you know, it was signed after the First World War. And they were trying to, his whole branching out was actually called Liebenstrahim, which is actually German for more living space for the German people who he thought was the more superior race. Mm. And yeah. the German people just ate that shit up. Because um, in the 1930s, whenever this happened. Um, did, didn't he um, prop up his regime or whatever you want to call it? Did wasn't his wasn't his image at first under the guise of of peacemaking? Like, didn't he didn't he um, convince a lot of naive gullible gullible uh, German citizens to follow him, thinking that he was spreading a positive message at first before they realized the true implications of what he was trying to do there? Well, originally, it kind of was like a, a positive thing because uh, during that time period, uh, that treaty, I am not pronouncing the fucking name of it. Go ahead, Andrew. Versailles? Treaty of Versailles. Yeah, that 
that treaty crippled uh, Germany. Uh, they, they lost a bunch of their land. So their people were starving because they didn't have enough space for farming. On top of that, uh, what le- what was left of their land really wasn't much for uh, any kind of like mining for metals or anything. So they had no industry. Uh, the people are starving, no industry, not enough space. It, it was just like uh, they got like burned really bad and they ended up entering a really uh, terrible uh, recession and uh, their money was failing. Everything was crumbling around them, basically. So uh, the message is that uh, Hitler and uh, his Nazi party were kind of like, look, guys, we got to get it together. We got to pull ourselves together and dig a- and we can get out of this. Like they tried a lot of different ways. Um, the, uh, the funny part about invading Poland is there was a lot of really mineral rich mines on the border between them. So part of invading Poland was also to get some of that uh, that mine so you can be selling it to people like uh, America so that we can uh, uh, like, uh, refine and create products on our end. But uh, Hitler was yeah. really trying to do positive things in the beginning, which is kind of funny to say, but that's how it started yeah. out. <laughs> what What is it called? Uh, the, ri- we'll see. the Rise of the Fourth Reich? Is that what his whole... Uh, his whole... I, I think that motto? was the third. Oh, uh, the third. What is the fourth? Why am I thinking yeah. fourth? Is that like a theoretical? No, t- that's coming. Uh, okay, that's like what's impending to uh, coming to America. <laughs> oh yeah, um, well, after happen. the war, it kind of, uh, it kind of was like the rise of the fourth, if you will, because we did uh, pull a bunch of their scientists over here in America, and they got incorporated Ooh, into our government and um, mm. a whole bunch of different things across our country that. Uh, we're, we're basically like our space program is basically uh, a Nazi space program because their scientists oh, yeah. are the ones that developed our rockets, bro. Like the uh, the Saturn V, which got us like uh, our satellites in space. And um, the Apollo missions were all done by uh, Nazi war criminals, basically. Oh, yeah. MK Ultra, man. Well, check this out. We're all started. But I don't want to go too Check far. this out. So after, after World War One. Um, on November 11th, uh, 1918, that's when the Treaty of Versailles was signed. Um, and, and I'm just going to give the facts of it because you guys had brought it up. Um, you know, the treaty pretty much uh, asked Germany to give back the countries and the cities to the rightful owners. Um, and then it, like Germany had to accept and announce that they were the they were at guilt for causing the war. Um, Germany had to pay a reparation of six thousand six hundred billion pounds, which is roughly like eight million, eight million billion, whatever. It's a lot of dollars, anyways. And uh, this is what really fucked over Germany is that they had to limit their army to only a hundred thousand men, but they could not have tanks, they could not have artillery, they could not have poison gas, they could not have aircraft, they could no have they couldn't have airships, they couldn't have shit. So Germany was pissed. And their people went into a great, huge depression and they were super scared and their government was failing them uh, that they were so goddamn, you know, you know, they were like, oh, we need somebody to pull us out of the thing. And that's the whole reason why Hitler got so much funding and everything else is because after this great depression hit them, Hitler becomes German chancellor and then he switches over to a dictatorship, which is what you were saying. Like he placated off of, oh, I'm your savior. I'll be your saving grace and vote me as your German chancellor. And then he switched over to a dictatorship, which actually brings to mind the things that is happening right now. And if you're listening to this podcast, I'm going to get real with you for five minutes and I need you guys to listen up and stay awake for a second because on January 6th this year, 
rioters that support Donald Trump attempted to overthrow his defeat in the 2020 election by storming the Capitol as Congress was attempting to certify the election. This is another coup. This is what has happened before. History tends to repeat itself. Wake up, people, and realize that there are some dark forces at work here trying to throw off the scent of everything else. Whether or not they're trying to shut up Trump and whatever he has to say and whistleblowing, because he's on his way out now, why not blame the coup on him and ban him from all social media, which they've done, Twitter and everything else, because he might have information out there that will royally fuck over the people that are pulling the strings behind it. Do you, How do you guys feel? Uh, Rob, how do you feel about the whole thing that happened? Dude, first of all, thank you for going there because that is exactly what Tina and I have been talking about and what nobody else seems to even come close to grasping. Um, I agree with everything you said. I just, my only question, and I, this is my question with anything that has to do with politics, period, is how deep do the strings go? Do you really think Donald Trump is making his own decisions or do you think he's being puppeteered? I don't know. Either way, I do agree with your claim that it was a charade. That whole th- like okay, how did they all get get up there? Like without, you know, the police whooping their asses like, you know what I mean? And then they got up there and they were just like one aimlessly wandering around and it just looked like, you know, they hired a bunch of provocateurs to stir up a bunch of property destruction and to yell a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of expletives at the news reporters to give, you know, Trump supporters a bad name. And then they said Trump incited it. All he said was go protest. He didn't say, you know, dance on, you know, wherever the fuck they were standing <laughs> In the middle of the white, in the middle of the building of the White House, I don't know, but like he he didn't say any of that shit, and they're like, "Look what Donald Trump incited." Okay, I'm I'm neither here nor there. I feel like Republican and Democrat, the core base values of each one is sort of like good and evil. You know, people may agree or disagree with that, but I don't believe in any politics these days. I don't believe in anything they say. I don't even think Donald Trump is is a real person sometimes you know even though he seems like the (laughs) he seems like the realest one so i question it he's kind of seems different to me than the norm but right at the same time all this shit's planned out dude all this shit is preordained they've been they've they've had this all this shit all these this these fucking soap operas that you see on the news all these false flag little events that are staged. Like they've had this shit planned out for who the fuck knows how long, maybe since the inception of the anti of everything good, which was like the constitution supposedly, even though the founding fathers were, we're going to get to that. Um, But yeah, I mean, who knows how long they've had this shit mapped out for. I mean, there's clues everywhere. There's been prediction. It's on record. People are telling you what the fuck's about to happen, and it always happens. This shit, I I knew this shit was already going to happen. You know, and the Simpsons always predicting the future. Yeah, and and that you know, there's a 
pop culture reference yeah the fucking simpsons that i mean how would they do that how how would they do that how would you explain that that's one i I mean i'm talking about like uh bill gates like uh branching branching away from microsoft like in building like the bill and melinda gates foundation and their main point of emphasis is like um vaccinations and shit like right before covid happens not right before but they they established themselves long enough in advance to be the number one grossing corporation in the entire world so by the time by the time the that the virus hit oh man they had like 60 billion dollars in assets or something crazy like that and they go all in on this freaking 5G microchip. Like, that shit was all planned. Like, he, he talked about it in, in uh, press conferences. One was in Munich, Germany. Is that in Germany? Munich? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, he, yeah, he, he had been talking about the shit about to happen. And what do you know? Like, he's been fucking building a, a, a multi-billion dollar company to fucking save the world from this virus. How timely. And it's a fucking 5G microchip that is basically the mark of the fucking beast. I got off topic. Right. Or the <laughs> fact that... Or, yeah, I mean, we did. But I mean, what's crazy is that you brought it up because we did have a whole episode on COVID-19 and before we even had the whole vaccine stuff or well, during the same time. But now it's funny that we do have a vaccine, but now there's a new strand. Convenient. Oh, my God. Who knows? Dude, I was saying that shit from but, the beginning. I was like, isn't this going <laughs> to mutate, guys? Like, what what's going on here? It, they always do, right? Yeah, because viruses mutate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to bring it all back, though, I mean, what you're saying is is not too far fetched. I mean, Germany during this whole time frame back then, they were having two competing, you know, political, you know, fas- fascists or whatever factions. There you go. Fas- and uh, they weren't doing the right thing. <laughs> Bunch of fascists. They weren't doing the right thing. Their, their their people were pissed. They were angry, and so they resorted to another party, which was the Nazi Party, which is what's happening right now in the U.S. You have your Republicans and your Democrat. Shit ain't working. Um, and not to mention they placated off of a whole race thing between the Jews and and everything else. And right now, I feel like the U.S. is placating off of black lives and and white lives. I mean, shit, it was just in the news today. I'm not lying. Today, where the Pentagon is trying to change, like all these different forced forts and bases and all their stuff like that to, to names of Confederate generals. Like, are they trying to incite another race war? Well, Kenny, the, what do the you race think? war has never gone away and it never will. It's the same as um, like, uh, you know, like if people are comparing black lives matter to uh, the Trump supporters. that stormed. Uh, what was the Capitol Hill? I watched that shit live. And you know what I saw? I watched people climb the steps, uh, talk their shit, and then I watched the cops open the gates and let them right through. The funny part was is how people keep going on. Oh, they, they assaulted this and they did that. And um, if you watch the videos, it, it's really like they just walked in and took a fucking tour of the building. They didn't destroy any property. I mean, some glass. Minor damage compared to what Black Lives Matter has been doing. And this Trump shit lasted, what, like four hours, five hours, and they were done. Black Lives Matter, on the other hand, burned down their own neighborhoods and lasted seven months. 
Uh, neither one of them are going to get any results. That's the other shitty part about it. But um, so they have us locked in this race war since uh, the, the beginning of this country. And on top of that, uh, they have it staged, like you were saying, like everything's like planned and put together or whatever. Of course. And uh, I look at it as um, uh, as long as we're divided, we're never going to win as the people in this country or of this planet in general. So true, true. They, they build our, uh, they build up our, uh, yes, sir. So they have us divided as it is politically. We have uh, the red and the blue side and um, they can't get along. And everyone just wants their own agendas instead of just like shutting the fuck up, uh, putting your bullshit aside <laughs> and working together. So basically we're divided on uh, politically and then we're divided racially and we can't squash any of this shit. So it's easy for the powers behind the, uh, the corporations and everybody else, all the real money that's manipulating and controlling everything. And um, the way I see it is uh, they saw, I feel like we're just an experiment for, let's say, Freemasons, Illuminati, whoever you want to call it. Uh, the 13 bloodlines that are ruling the world. Uh, they saw America. <laughs> they saw like uh, America's coming up and uh, there's a, they probably looked over there and they said, hey, you know how we're always talking about uh, how would they need to separate church and state and they're not doing things the way we think they should be doing? Why not step out and uh, go step in there and we can start our own country and do things the way we want and see how it goes. And I feel like that's what's been going on right now. We're just an ongoing experiment at this point. I, I just want to add let me, let, real me quick. let me build up. Can I, just, can I just say one thing? Yeah, I, I, I feel like not only is it an experiment, but it's also a game. It, it's fun for them because they're sociopaths, right? They're, they're psychopaths and sociopaths. So those are the only types of people that are going to be able to access those positions of power because they're not like me or you guys they don't have they don't have uh, a base sense of morals they don't have any empathy or compassion so those those are the only types of people that could possibly access that type of power right so they're all going to be psychopaths and sociopaths and serial killers right oh yeah, definitely <laughs> But on top of that, I mean, even if you have the right connections, you can rise from being a nobody to uh, being in power. And all you got to do is what? Sell your soul to the devil? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh even I was knows you got say. a fucking soul. I'll sell my shit in a heartbeat. I'll sell it in a heartbeat, yeah. dude, because for all I know, it's a fucking nothing, man. Yeah. Hey, what's the what's their motto? Do what thou wilt. The most evil phrase yeah. ever created. Aleister Crowley, I believe, in the Satanic Bible. Do what thou wilt. Do whatever you want. That's what they live by. Yeah. Do what do whatever you want. I mean, uh, your own greedy selfish. Can, can you really say it, that that's bad though? Can, can you can you say it, that's it, bad? Uh, I mean, we were is. given free will, right? Yeah, it, it. You could you could take it in in the in in a minor context and be like, oh, do whatever you want. But what it was intended for was to say, do what you got to do to get the most for you out of this life. No matter who you gotta fuck over, uh, kill, backstab, um, you know, slander. I can't, what are some other words, guys? Like this, um, <laughs> you know, what I mean, fuck oh, over. At the end, dude, I, that's what we do I mean, in the you, working business, right? Yeah. So I mean, people people downplay. It. It's like do do what you want, but that's not how what it was intended. Like Aleister Crowley had some 
really evil intent behind it. And if you take it in the context of how he wanted it to be portrayed, it is straight up the the motto of evil. And it's it's everything anti of what we what I believe we were created to be, which is loving. I think love is 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 a more powerful feeling than than hatred or evil. So I think that we'll always win. So it's just it's just, it's the wrong message. It's the wrong way to go. And that's how you access these billions and billions of dollars that these CEOs of these corporations, like you guys were talking about, access because Satan is the ruler of this material plane, and you got you got to lose your soul. You got to be. Uh, in Satan's bondage in damnation in order to obtain that here. And people see that as, as um, their greatest aspiration, you know, they don't really understand the true implications of what it means to actually lose your soul, your essence. That's pretty fucking serious. It doesn't get any worse than that. So are you, are you thinking then that the Freemasons are satanic worshipers? I mean, I think that there's different levels to it. Like I've worked with many people that had the G with the compass ring and I'm like, oh, Freemason. You're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, what degree are you? He's like, they're like, uh, oh, how do you know about that? I'm like, dude, that's a basic question. Like that, those are the rankings of Freemasons. Yeah. Like you literally just type the shit in to fucking Google. Um, But do I believe that they're all satanic? I don't know. I know that the higher levels are. I'm sure I could find out if I did more research. I haven't in a long time, probably since high school. Um, I need to brush up, but it's like, I don't know. There's only so much that you can absorb. And it's like, you already know shit's fucked up. And you already see the algorithm of how everything works and how everything always pans out in a certain way of predictability when you're broken out of the matrix and you're like up oh, duh like, yeah it's gonna happen the fucking race war it's it's so fucking predictable it's like uh, people fall right into well, that stage it's staged yeah i well, believe it, the race war it, is staged. it doesn't exist well it exists people are racist but like the the civil war agenda that they're trying to create over the racist the race issue which is only a part of it i mean it's political too and other things but the racism aspect of it isn't isn't dividing us as they say it is them stating that is perpetuating that into existence oh, that- and them constantly retorting the same shit about it over and over is is putting that in a state of equilibrium of existence and, and then people buy into that shit and then they make it even more into a, rea- a reality. So it's a fucking magic. Yeah, when you give a handful, it's super easy, dude. Cause when you give a handful of clowns, uh, a voice such as like on Twitter or whatever, those handful of clowns basically manipulate and uh, they can say whatever they want and everyone's going to agree and believe whoever they want. And it keeps the race war going or whatever else they decide that they want to be, uh, keep people arguing over. Yeah. And we ignore, it's we so end up arguing silly, because it's super easy. Yeah, dude, it's super easy to get the average guy, uh, or average person, uh, involved and, um, like, oh, yeah, I kind of agree with that. 
Yeah, you know what? That oh, Mexican yeah. guy at work, yeah, he's a dirty motherfucker. And it, it just you starts because they plant the seed. It's all controlled. It, it, and it even goes back to the the research experiments, you know, the CIA did with the Nazi scientists, like back in World War II and the Cold War and stuff like that. Um, they They mastered all of these psychological techniques that are being implemented on every... TV station that you will turn to every single commercial, every single movie, video game advertisement has a psychologically based um, intent that's going to embed something that they are trying to manipulate you with. They're going to embed something into your psyche. Everything. Every single Hitler and the Nazi Party, dude, they really, uh, they really worked out how to pit a a race against another with uh, propaganda and um, telling stories and making up all these lies. What what was that book he wrote? What was it? Um, What was it? Mind Comp. Yeah, Mind Comp. He wrote that book and put it out there. He talked about his hatred towards the Freemasons. He uh, talked about his hatred towards Jews. Uh, He went on and on, and he got people to believe him. Uh, and uh, he got going with that whole Aryan blood, even though he was Austrian and didn't even match the description that he was after. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, when the country you're trying to uh, uh, take over is a uh, majority uh, that uh, blue uh, was a blue eyes, blonde hair. So just just preach to them because they're going to be the choir that you're going to need. And they, uh, the, uh, the young lives are going to need to be throwing out as in your war machine. Can I just say one? Let thing? me actually build off of I'm that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I I've been talking a lot. I'm gonna shut up for a while after this. No, um, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, Andrew. Um, I just want to say, like, how fucking tiring it must be to still be stuck in the matrix to literally be living and dying by like what you see on TV is is your reality. Like what? What sort of legitimacy does any of our culture have anymore? It's it's really weird because like I broke out of the spell when I was like 15. Like I was literally a freshman in high school, lone wolf. Like, man, I can't wait until people fucking start to realize some of the shit that is actually going on. I'm trying to tell them I'm making perfect sense. And they know it makes sense, but there's like some it's it's a heavy level of conditioning that people have these deeply embedded defense mechanisms into their brain and they don't even know where they came from. They don't even know why they think a certain way. They're just like, nope. they just refute something. And then when you ask them why or you put something of value on the table to add to the discussion they they get mad and it's just like it's heavy heavy brainwashing that stems back from world war ii and it's just like how the fuck could you still to this day in 2021 be still trapped in that mindset it just blows my mind like i'm over sitting on like 12 years of being broken free from some shit that's so fucking obvious to me that like even if like you know my older brother didn't get me into you know watching some like certain documentaries and things like that that got got me kind of unlocked and thinking in a certain way and a different perspective than what we're told even if that shit didn't happen like 
had like I'd have been way I'd have been way out of the matrix of that this that Satan has created in this physical world a long ass time ago. Like I, I just blows my mind that people are just still I don't I don't want to be cliche, but still following the herd. I mean, what else can you how else can you really phrase it? I'm done. Oh, it's really it, yeah. it's easy, dude. It's really easy. Um, like if you want to think for yourself and you want to be open minded, it takes effort. It really does uh, take a, a lot of effort and research and uh, like uh, finding like minded people. You have to make a lot of effort in it versus um, just sticking with the status quo because the status quo is so much easier. Plus, everyone's dealing with whatever personal problems, whether it's poverty or um, their relationships with people. They're they're so focus on what I would consider the little things that they don't want to look up at the big picture of things because it's just easier to look down. Yeah. That's great insight. So uh, when you guys say the whole brainwashing techniques and everything else and the herd thing that when we go back to world war two, which we went way off, but bringing it back to world war two. Yeah. The propaganda that Hitler used um, you know, was against the whole Freemasons and then the Jewish people. And, you know, uh, he had propaganda, you know, posters that were like all Masons are Jews and all Jews are Masons. Um, and he even, you know, would further his propaganda by using like a book called the Elders of Zion, which was like an anti-Jewish Mason book um, in Mein Kampf, the book that Kenny had mentioned. He you, he wrote down that Jews uh, used Freemasonry as a tool to control the different centers of the world. Um, Hitler had even built museums um, uh, to 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 you know that were anti-masons and he used items that were taken from the lodges to make people fear of them uh the first one was actually created in 1937 um did you guys know that there was actually a special division within the ss called the sd whose main mission were to actually track down the lodges members and items uh for freemasons and uh to 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 keep a list of them and everything else i think reinhard hedrick was actually the chief police of security and when they would find these people and confiscate the assets they would use the assets to build these museums but the people that were put in the concentration camps were actually given a red triangle on their clothes to be identified Um, i just thought they had the that's really cool the yellow stars but that's a really cool fact can you imagine i I didn't know that you get like you get shoved into a concentration camp and everyone's got to wear the, like, uh, everyone's Jew. They got to wear that Jewish star. And then you got the, uh, you got the, uh, the Masons over there with their own fucking badge of honor, if you will. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're, we're bad too, but look, look at us. We stand up from the rest of you, even though we're all fucking suffering together. Right. Right. But the reason why, the reason why he hated the Jews though, is because of the Treaty of Versailles. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of information here and you guys let me know at the end if you guys agree uh, with this theory that I have. Um, so the Treaty of Versailles was created uh, by David Lloyd George of the UK, Woodrow Wilson of the US, George Clemenclou of France and Vittorio Orlando of Italy. And this was after World War One. OK, and it was created. And all of these men were either Freemasons or had ties to them. But David Lloyd George uh, was actually the Grand Master of the Grand Lodge in the UK. He was the 37th Grand Master from 1863 to 1945. And um, him being the Grand Master, uh, uh, you know, signing the treaty, 
uh, they really royally screwed over Germany. So the whole precipice behind um, Hitler hating the Treaty of Versailles, which led to the demise of his people, was the Jews did it. But before the treaty was ever even signed, there were multiple attempts to do it. And it actually brings up a name that Robert had mentioned earlier, which was the Austrian Archduke Franz Ferdinand and the rightful heir to the throne of Austria. He was supposed to sign the treaty with them, but didn't and was killed by a man named Gavilio Princep. And actually, there's an actual testimony. You can look it up. Uh, look up oh. Gavilio Princep, where he testified that Ferdinand was a Freemason. And that Gavirio was given orders by a Freemason lodge to kill the apparent heir and condemn him to death based on an order given by the Freemasons. And the man who replaced him was Joseph Christian France, who was another Freemason who had no problem signing the Treaty of Versailles. Ooh, can I throw out two little ad libs here? So, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Grandmaster, um, you know, Grandmaster Flash, the classic. Uh, I guess hip hop <laughs> or R&B. Yeah, I'm see, old see, enough. See, I'm old enough. See, see, <laughs> see where uh, Hollywood gets its inspiration from. Also, second ad lib: um, the guy that you said assassinated uh, Franz Ferdinand. Um, yeah, he was. He, yeah, he he was a part of uh, the Black Hand secret society, which was just a government hired provocateur um organization sort of like it's parallels antifa they're the same thing as they're the antifa of that time so yeah they they were a branch off of a corrupt part they they, they were a rogue entity that the government created in order to carry out these false flag scenarios so clearly clearly clear as day History is repeating itself. Yeah, yeah. They, they right before like, our very eyes. They're like us. They're Serbian. It was a Serbian secret society, the Black Hand. And, and don't be fooled, guys. Um, if you don't, if you don't believe me that that the Freemasons uh, were behind it yet, for all of our listeners out there, I'm going to shed a little bit more light after the whole Treaty of Versailles. To that, uh, I'm losing track of what I was going to say, but. Just to 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 put more structure behind that, I'm going to uh, to explain to you guys Pearl Harbor and the whole reason the U.S. got dude, involved into the war. Dude, before you go there, can I please add something I feel is really important, really important. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm talking so much, but like I usually don't talk. This much. <laughs> no, no, it's good. I've never gotten to talk about this shit ever, really. Like with people that. That's why we're here, bro. We want to hear what people think, you know. Yeah, like I've I've converted some fr- not converted. I sound like a fucking uh, cult leader, but I, I've I've, oh, <laughs> I've uh, unlocked some of my friends in the past. You know, when I was a little younger, but it wasn't like they had their own shit to present to me or to teach me anything. So this is really cool. This is an original experience for me, so I'm loving it. So that's why I'm talking so much. But um, they um, so. Ah, man, it's fucking, it's a lot. So the overarching theme here, the, the, the end game here is, do you, you guys know about the new world order, obviously, right? Oh, definitely. Man. Right. Okay. So they've been running the show they, since practically biblical times, honestly. Yeah, I know. And 
at the minimum when the constitution was created, you know, there was the anti. Oh, you mean like there was a, nine Freemasons there that were doing the constitution that signed it? Well, yeah. So they were, they were, <laughs> the good guys were bad guys. And then there was the evil, evil bad guys forming the even worse anti establishment to um, roguely infiltrate every facet of society, which we've seen them have their clutches on everything today. And it's, we've been soft killed through distractions and technology and food and all that shit. But anyways, my whole point is, is that the whole point of, or, or one of the, didn't they establish like the League of Nations too after World War Two, or was that World War One? That was World War One. Okay, so that was the first step into establishing establishing a worldwide panel of elites. What did they establish after World War mm-hmm. Two, which was the second big step towards advancing to this to this one world? Oh, was government. it NATO? Was it NATO? NATO and the United Nations. The United Nations. Ah, that was right on the tip of my tongue. So, and then they they established the United Nations right after World War II. So, those are the grand overarching um, influences for their agenda. Not influences. Those are the grand overarching... Why can't I think of words? Um, Motives behind both of these wars that was going to advance us towards a one world government and the, the founding of the United Nations was very key because they are still getting together today and making decisions for the world. Uh, Maybe meeting up uh, in a secret location in California um, in some redwood trees. I don't know if you guys know about that, to make major oh, decisions. Fuck. What is it called? I know what you're talking about when they do their satanic uh, rituals and oh. their sacrifices and all that shit. Yeah. Bohemian Grove. Yes, there it is. Hey. Hey, well, uh, let me let me tell you how all of that came to be. Uh, everything that you just said, Rob. Um, so during that time period, before World War II, the powers in the world rested in the UK and in France. They were the largest and they had the biggest armies. They were the powers of the world. So um, let's say, uh, okay, so before World War II, France and and UK were already at war with Germany, right? And the Soviet unions were on the same side. Um, and the US wanted to get in there. Uh, but you know, after World War I, people, all of our people were mad and they're like, no, we don't need to be in it again. So what does FDR do? What he does is on uh, December 7th, 1941, he lets a U.S. naval base get attacked, Pearl Harbor, by the Japanese. Um, and what he, the, the reason why he did that was uh, he you know, wanted to get in. And Jap- Japan was already in a war with China, and they were relying on, on, on you know, products and imports, exports uh, to help them go that, to further their war. But FDR actually uh, uh, created a tension between them by putting a trade embargo on scrap metals and petroleum, which Japan needed for their war machines. So Japan was pissed. 
And three days before the attack on Pearl Harbor, President Roosevelt was warned in a memo from a naval intelligence officer that Tokyo's military and spy network was focused on Hawaii. So he let the attack happen. And after the attack, he goes, oh, we got to go to war because we were just attacked uh, by Japan. Let's go and attack Germany, too. What? Germany had nothing to do with it. But now we're going to go in there and attack Germany with them. And the reason why is because before he even entered, they made an agreement with the Soviet Union. This is my own theory, by the way, guys. He made an agreement with the Soviet Union and said, hey. If you join and switch sides with us, it will no longer be the UK and France that hold the power. It'll be Russia and the US and we'll give you more terrain geopolitically. They did grow and we'll become the powerhouse of the West. You become the powerhouse of the East, which actually happens. And to even further placate it and put more uh, uh, foundation behind this theory, take the Cold War that happens afterwards. It wasn't really a war because not a single bullet was ever shot. It was an arms race where both countries built up their military and their strongholds to further uh, to further make their powers known in the world and hold on to being the powers. And now when you think about it, who has the most power in the world? It's Russia and the U.S. still. Ooh. World oh. War II was a plot and a coup to make the political powers of the world switch. Mm, all the pieces were yeah, put in place. All the pieces were put in place in plain sight right before our eyes long ago. And they're still there today. I'm learning so much from you guys. This is a, a, a great show. I love this. So, uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. We appreciate the, it. Uh, on top of that whole uh, getting the consolidation of power into Russia and uh, America, um, after the war, they uh, like we conducted our Operation Paperclip, where we snatched up like 1,600 of the best scientists, uh, uh, bioengineers, everybody, and brought them over here. We pardoned them of all their war crimes and uh, implemented them into our governments and um, all of our research. Because uh, during World War II, uh, uh, Germans were actually like 20, 30 years more advanced than anybody else in the world. The only problem is when you fight a war on like three or four fucking fronts, you're going to lose because it's just too many areas to cover with such a small army. Even though they had the most, like they had the best rockets at towards the end of the war, they developed the V2, which is basically the first ballistic rocket. Or like you'd fire it from one city and blow up another one uh, far away. So that was, uh, we also had, uh, what was his name? Something Bloom. Werner Von Braun. Yeah, Von Braun's the V2 guy, and uh, he actually ended up becoming a head of NASA. Uh, I think they actually hand out an award, or they named a building after him. Then you have, uh, what was it, Kurt? I think it's Kurt Bloom, who was a bioengineer. And during World War II, this guy was actually, uh, supposedly, he was all about vaccines and trying to save people and all this other shit. But uh, a whole bunch of documents got released that he was actually developing uh like uh, weaponizing the plague, like the bubonic plague. He was trying to weaponize uh, malaria in mosquitoes by developing a vaccine. So the plan was to use the V2, fire the, the, uh, the what do you call it, like the bioweapons out, and then vaccinate all your soldiers, send them in to mop up whoever's left alive after it's done its work. But unfortunately, uh, they ran out of time and uh, they got defeated before that could happen. But um, this dude, Bloom, like he was uh, experimenting on like thousands of uh, POWs and uh, Jews, whoever it was, it didn't matter. But he would experiment on all of these people to develop this uh, 
these uh, weapons and um, we brought him over here and we literally pardoned him of all of these uh, war crimes and crimes against humanity and said, no, no, no. It was in the name of science. He was trying to do something good. Uh, he's fine. We're, we're going to get rid of all the charges on him and uh, we're going to put him to work for us now. He's a good guy now. I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I mean. It's some shit. Predictable. I mean, just a little side note here since we're going from war to war. I think it was the Vietnam War uh, where, was it the Cuban Missile Crisis? Is that, do they coincide? My my history is. The Cuban Missile Crisis was before Vietnam. Yeah, it was leading into it. Um, JFK but, was trying to, to go yeah. to war and yeah, okay. it was it was like right right after each other. Okay, but do do they um did that action uh did did the Vietnam War stem from what happened in the Cuban uh, the Cuban Missile Crisis, or are there two separate? Um, I'm pretty sure they're separate. Um, the way I okay. see it all right, at this point is uh, Vietnam got to open the door for us to try playing with a whole bunch of new toys that the Germans gave us. True. Well, there, there was, um, there was an audio recording by Lyndon B. Johnson that I saw a long time ago. You can't find a lot of this stuff anymore because it's censored, um, especially on YouTube. Obviously, it's sort of like TV now. Okay, you know, yeah, they only they only let the um, the the channels with the bullshit. Oh. Here's some conspiracies, but are they really like some fake ass, like just, just, uh, yeah. just, just watered down bullshit, like obviously trying to make a mockery of what's real. But he said, uh, leading up to the Vietnam War, I believe one of our naval ships got shot down, right? Is that, that's, that was the rising action that led to the war. Um, Am I am I thinking of the right shit here? Anyways, he said on a recording, he said, shoot that GD. That's an expletive with uh two two words to symbolize that. Um he said, shoot that GD ship down now. Like he ordered us to shoot down our own naval ship as an excuse to blame also, on, uh, the Vietnamese and go to war. It, on record, yeah, on yeah, that that kind of strategy, that kind of strategy is uh, used a lot. I mean, we did it with nine eleven, <laughs> but um, yeah, they they use that one. Let's attack our own guys. Even the Germans actually used it to uh, instigate uh, that they were in the right. They were literally sending their own guys out before they invaded Poland. They'd send their own soldiers out to attack their own bunkers and uh, fortifications, yeah. shooting their own, shooting, killing their own dudes. Be like, yo. Uh, we're being attacked, but they weren't really doing it. You know what I mean? So killing your own guys to get the people behind you is kind of what we do. And like was Andrew was saying, we did it for uh, Harbor, dude. Sorry. It was the same with the uh, – we're going all over the place here. But it's a, probably just me. But it was the same with the Lincoln assassination. They Didn't they blame it on some – or no, I'm sorry. Scrap that. Delete that whole thing. Um, didn't they tear down a whole entire like golden – um Nazi statue or something so that they can come in and exert their power and just beat beat the shit out of everybody and restore order. I think that they hired like this this blind or deaf just innocent guy just as a patsy to um 
as a scapegoat for this, but really they tore down their own fucking statue as a pretense to establish law and order in that specific scenario when people were protesting um, the Third Reich at some point. Hi, Tarzan. <laughs> oh my God, Tarzan! But yeah, I haven't heard that nickname. Oh, was she calling you out? Yeah, that was a nickname when I was in high school. Long time ago. I haven't heard that in forever. That's sent. What did she call you? Shot into my stomach. Huh? <laughs> what did she call you? T- Tarzan. So moving right along. I need to know oh. these kind of things, man. Oh, oh just, I need to know Tarzan. these kind of things. What was that nickname? It's not even uh endearing. Yeah, it's it's endear it's not endearing, but it's not um He's the king of the jungle. Oh no, I gotta know, bro. I know a whole bunch of other ones to call him. I need a new one. No, that's George of the Jungle, Tina. Oh sorry. I thought they used to call you Tarzan. Alright, so uh everything that we talked about up until now, guys, you know, there's been a lot. We've we've definitely got way off topic a couple of times. But the good thing though is that these are all our own theories, our own conspiracies, and we're just three guys who who are into the conspiracies and we're talking about it. But let's end uh, this episode on one more conspiracy about Hitler's death. Um, so the story that they told us was that uh, Adolf Hitler died on April thirtieth, nineteen forty five, in his fortified Berlin bunker. Um, he was found dead uh, with his wife Eva Braun. Uh, by the Soviet Red Army um, as they were closing in on the German capital. Uh, The pair is said to have committed suicide after eating cyanide capsules. um, And they also found Hitler's dog, Blondie, who also took cyanide, which was weird. Um, And so the German troops or the Soviet troops uh, found... uh, Oh, okay. Time out. The German troops found the bodies and then they burned them uh, before the Soviet unions had arrived. But is that really what happened? Um, Robert, what do you think? Well, first of all, I mean, you know, I'm going to say it's bullshit. Um, sorry for cussing so much. I kind of caught on to that when you guys started dropping F-bombs. I usually don't cuss at all on any podcast. No, no, it's completely explicit. This is explicit. Shit, Ah. fuck, balls. (laughs) All right, shit, fuck, balls. I love this show. I want to come back. But anyways, (laughs) um, so all all these big stories are going to be bullshit. No matter what, throughout history, every single one, in my opinion, in my opinion, um, they didn't have to go as far as to be descriptive about the dog. Like the dog didn't need to be included in the story at all. That's how you know they're trying to (laughs) fabricate something. They're trying to add more minuscule details that don't necessarily need to be added. Like, oh, look at all these details. Like, it must be real, right? Like, nah. But my theory is, and I've seen it in a couple places. There's also a Netflix show based off of this theory as a spoof, but not a spoof. Uh, They found Hitler down there, vanished, and all they could find was a golden time capsule. So I believe Hitler uh, manipulated this space-time continuum and either went back in the past or ahead in the future. And change something, which we, of course, took advantage of the situation, um, corralled that golden bullet technology up and mimicked our own probably more advanced version of Hitler's 
time travel uh, prototype. I guess it worked because he wasn't there. But were you talking about the bell? Huh? Have you heard about the bell? The bell that that might have been what it was called. I said golden bullet. It might have been the bell. I'm not really sure. I thought it was bullet. Well, there's the golden bullet. And then there's the bell. Like there's this whole thing like Hitler and the Nazis had help from aliens. And that's how they were able to uh, advance their technology as far as they did. That um, they were actually uh, not that far off from developing a nuclear bomb themselves. And uh, they were also, um, they had a scientist that was developing, uh, well, they had a whole like weird ass like hand of God kind of bullshit name. But supposedly they were developing uh, like anti gravity technology using uh, dark matter or whatever they call it nowadays. Oh, but um, they have, you're talking about CERN, uh, uh, part of the particle the, collider yeah. that they have in uh, uh, Sweden. Is yeah. it Sweden or Switzerland? So they were already developing. Supposedly Hitler and his guys were already developing this kind of technology uh, because they were having a hand uh, getting helped by what do they call them? The tall whites. Uh, aliens and uh, uh, I don't know why I guess like maybe uh, like uh, Hitler and them or, like the aliens realized Hitler was losing and they kind of just bailed on him is kind of how I feel is what ended up happening but um, like even t- Hitler scientists uh, when they were brought over during Operation Paperclip when uh, American scientists were like hey, oh, how, are, how are you guys get so far ahead how are y'all figuring all this out and the dude's like uh, we had help because like there's this yeah. whole thing even like uh, Black Forest was it in 1936, supposedly, and uh, the Black Forest, uh, this UFO crashed, and uh, they managed to reverse engineer some technology. Uh, they developed this uh, bell, they called it, and there's a testing site for it and everything, but the actual device or machine is nowhere to be found. And supposedly that's uh, like uh, they time jumped with that. And uh, well, like not time jump, I guess it'd be more like a... Uh, like uh, Star Wars or something, where they they uh, teleport. So it's Star Trek. So like they teleported, and like uh, it, it gets like really weird. And I couldn't. Like, I wanted to talk about it at first, but I was like, yeah, this shit is so far out there. I can't even fucking believe it. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Dude, yeah, I, it, dude, it's not. It's not that outlandish. And just to just finish my thought about the Hitler thing real quick. When I referenced the Netflix show, they had a. Uh, it's supposed to be a comedic show a whole series about how Hitler is um, it's set in present in present day America, I think. And in Hitler had traveled um, through that time capsule to this time. And that's what the show is based out of. And this was like eight years later after I had um, kind of leaned towards this theory. And I was like, Holy shit. There it is right there. Would you just look at it? Yeah, it's so outlandish and like uh like crazy that they most likely that's probably the truth. I mean they even had uh testing facilities in what was it, Antarctica, where uh, they had secret bases where they were developing stuff out there too. So Alaska, maybe? Are you talking about HARP? These, these no, no, are- that's America. I'm sorry. Harp is yeah. all 100% American, and uh, we're develop. Well, what are we doing? Weather manipulation with Harp. We have multiple oh, yeah, Harp dude. installations where they bring the atmosphere and they uh, they shift uh, hurricanes and whatnot to where they want them to hit. Oh yeah, make them category twos to sixes overnight. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best show. So- Holy shit. <laughs> 
So some of the major conspiracies uh, before we wrap up that have to do with Hitler's death um, was one that he escaped and went to Argentina and is now living there or somewhere in South America. Um, Another one is that the alien race that helped him with the weapons took him back home with them to another planet. And some of the other ones are that he actually did die, um, which is not as fun to talk about. But we, what we want to do is, is just, again, offer different opinions and ideologies behind something that was spoon-fed to us while we were in high school. By no means at any time did me, Kenny, or Robert take a stand or, or try to implicate off of what you believe is true. All we're doing here on the show, again, is to offer a different insight than what has been spoon-fed to you. Me and Kenny want to thank you guys very much for listening to another episode of Knowing the Unknown. And we really want to thank our guest today, Robert Trimpert, for being here. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks for having me, guys. It was an amazing conversation. One that I've been craving for a long time that you don't get very many opportunities to have. So I feel like this was a golden moment for me to really talk to some fellow conspiracy theorists. Yeah, man, we were happy you were here. And Kenny, any closing remarks? Hitler's an alien, and uh, <laughs> they abandoned uh, Germany, and now uh, they're guiding us down some sort of fucking path. I can't even say if it's good or bad, but we're being manipulated by aliens, and uh, it's going to be wild in the next coming year. Uh, dude, it's all bad. All right, well, thank you guys. thank you guys for listening please like subscribe share tell all your friends about us and check us out on facebook um yeah we'll see you guys next week Uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of knowing the unknown i'm kenny soto and i'm andrew baxter join us next week as we continue to dig deeper into the secrets of the world